episode 277 of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. Ben, what's going on? Not much, man. Not much. How's your, uh, how's your day been? I know I just saw you last night, so I have to ask you how your day is going. Because we keep seeing each other over and over again. It's that's, been that's okay. As Sundays are always slow here. Why is that? No, just uh, Sundays are always, uh, always like a slow day. But it, but it, it was a good day. It's like, uh, it just, so it went by quickly. And I was uh, earlier, I was just uh, relaxing before we logged on to, to record the show. And I was just listening to a Seinfeld podcast. And you and Seinfeld, Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> have you ever watched them? Did you do what I told you to check out an episode of that or Kirby Enthusiasm? Uh, no, but I should. But, if not Seinfeld, at least Kirby Enthusiasm, because that one is hilarious. It's I, it's even funnier than Seinfeld, I'll say. I For me, it's even funnier than Seinfeld, because the guy, Larry David, the guy, okay, who, well. created, the guy who created Seinfeld, he's funny. It's, um, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's the same creator, right? Yeah, Larry David. He's a guy that created Seinfeld, and uh, he has his own Kirby enthusiasm. Very cool. So, speaking of creative processes, not necessarily my smoothest transition, but before we get into um, before we get into this week in wrestling, uh, you know, this is this is not our official. Uh, Russell Dream pre-show that's going to be on Tuesday, so I don't want to dive too deep into this. And I also didn't watch Collision last night, so we have a slightly abbreviated uh, version for you. Well, see, I'm not alone there. Very good. Hazards of running late on our other show. Um, but, um, But so... Right before we log in here, I'm looking at the card for Wrestle Dream, and I have it pulled up right now. Apparently, <laughs> four matches were added as of Collision. These matches uh, are so weird. This card is going to be so weird. Well, it's just, it's just like this, and and you know, and WWE is at fault here too because you know the the build for Fastlane has been non-existent and. Wrestle Dream hasn't been very good in terms of build, and of course, right. Um, neither was All Out or All In. Now, in the case of All Out and All In, you know those shows turned out to be, you know, much much better than I had anticipated. Um, but my, my point for bringing this up, folks, is it just me or are we reaching the point of over exact over? saturation with wrestling pay-per-views there's way too many i think i was uh reading they they're like talking about adding more pay-per-views on a for AEW. yeah apparently they're talking about going to a monthly schedule can you imagine Stop. having to no that's too be... much can you can you imagine having to cover 24 pay-per-views a year okay that adds 24 <sighs> not that we might not that we might Uh-oh. talking to you folks but we i believe if my last uh, count for um if my last count of 
episode for the year was cracked. Not include so I'm gonna actually include this episode because obviously it'll be posted by the time you listen to it because it's point of a podcast. But um this will be our fiftieth episode of the year. Okay. We we used to do fifty-two shows a year. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's not even October yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> can, can can you imagine, you know, if we had to do you know extra shows to cover ex- extra pay per views? Oh my god! Right. You know, which okay, you, which, you like know, I said, you, not a problem, you know, but just go ahead. you you know, I always have to show you the poster for these pay per views. What what oh what god. is what is this? What is that? <clears throat> um. Not very good, I can assure oh you of that. Oh my god, really? That's your poster, Zack Sabre and Brian Danielson? Well, well, they should be on the poster. No, I'm saying they should be on the poster. poster. I mean, the poster itself looks horrible. Look at that. I know it does. Well, <laughs> come on. Oh, boy. But, yeah, but this pay-per-view, these matches... Only nine matches. And I mean, I mean, Jesus Christ, there's two, there, there's, can you imagine how many more are going to get added since there's two weeks left? Holy Probably <laughs> either 12 or 13 matches altogether. And then they oh, do, God. they do their, their um, zero hour, right? Or whatever it's yeah. called. That's going to yeah. be another one or two hours right there. <laughs> oh yay! Yay! Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> We're so not thrilled about that, right? Um, but uh, you know, it's just getting to be a little bit too much, it and is. um, I mean, we don't. Have I, to I don't know, we but that's just my with... opinion. I mean, I mean, obviously, I pull, I pull for the pay per views. Yeah. I mean, no, I think we should because that's what we do. But it's just oh, okay. all I'm saying is, folks, if if he if 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 you think it's bad now, can you imagine how how much you're gonna hear from us when AEW expands to a twelve, you know, pay per view a year deal? And not to mention, folks, and well, and luckily, I'm. I'm in a situation where it's not that big of a deal, but but for 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 some people financially, you know, the the cost of especially if you do what we do, the cost of covering, you know, all these pay per views, you know, because you know you're gonna get charged free fee max. You're going to get the upcharge on Peacock in 2024. I mean, I mean, this is the way of the world here with streaming services. I get that, but Jesus Christ. Right. Because right. if, if they go the way of um, like the UFC right now, because I don't have the ESPN app, which runs all the UFC fights, okay. uh, m- minus the... Um, Minus the fight nights, but all the major pay per views are run by ESPN Plus. 
So me not having that, that means I have to pay $70 just to get the service. That, that does not include the cost of the pay-per-view. That's wow. just to get ESPN Plus, plus the cost of the pay-per-view, which is probably close to another $70. Oh. So you're paying $140 for one pay-per-view to get access for 70 bucks a shot for the other pay-per-views? And I don't know. Don't, don't you know money grows on trees? It's so easy to <laughs> to 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 afford. It's so affordable for us. Don't you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's just good lord. Um, but yeah. So, just my opening monologue, I suppose. So I mean, if you want to go over this uh, card, not give our predictions, just like take a look at the card. We can do that. Or if you yeah, want, we so... talk Tuesday. No, you know, I th- no, I think since we're talking about it, we'll go over the matches that we have listed so far, but not predicted. All right, yeah, because uh, surely they're gonna add more. So, so uh, I can assure you, ladies and gentlemen, this is what Tony Khan does. Um, but um, so far, working my way from the bottom, <laughs> we have Hangman Page versus Swerve Strickland. Okay, then we yeah. have the Golden Lovers and Chris Jericho versus Kanoshke Takeshita, Sammy Guevara, and Will Ospreay. And if you're not uber familiar with NJPW, the Golden Lovers are Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. I really hate that name. Um, and, and Chris Jericho is, is their third against um, the... Uh, the Don Callis family consisting of Takejda, Sammy Guevara, and Will Ospreay. Then we have the the match that graces the Wrestle Dream poster. Brian Danielson versus Zack Saber Jr. LAO just showed me the poster and god damn it, it's atrocious. Uh, <laughs> um the AEW TBS title is on the line. When Chris when Chris Statlander faces Julia Hart, yay! That, hooray! That is gonna be such a weird match. Like Julia Hart getting a, a title match. Yeah, seriously. And okay, so I like this next tag team, but it's just a weird match considering it's for the world tag team titles. Okay. But it's MJF and Adam Cole versus the aforementioned tag team that I I'm getting increasingly interested in the righteous okay uh then we have the roh world and njpw strong open weight championship match wait this is another title for title uh yes why you just had one on dynamite Uh, i know so so um Any Kingston just won these two titles. Well, he won the ROH World title from Claudio Casanoli. And, of course, he keeps the strong openweight title. So he is defending those belts against Katsuyori Shibata. Then we have, oh, yes, there's more. The AEW World Tag Team titles, not to be confused with the other Tag team titles being defended. Uh, FTR versus Aussie Open. Mm-hmm. 
And then we have a two out of three falls match for the TNT for the TNT championship. Christian Cage, who is now officially the um, the uh, TNT champion. Now he can hold that belt over his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> he he uh, beat um, Luchasaurus and I believe uh, Darby Allen in a triple threat match yeah. on uh, Collision. On Collision. But it's just like, good God. Uh, and uh, does it sound like I'm complaining? I'm re- I'm really not, but it's just like the sheer number of things. It, it's just Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, let's get into the week in wrestling because I do think we had some uh, really good uh, matches this week uh, spread right. spread throughout. So let's. Uh, kick it over to Elio for his highs and lows of Monday Night Raw. All right, Monday Night Raw. So let me just open up my notes here. So for Monday Night Raw, high points I have Kofi Kingston and Ivar. This was a great match. Um, Fantastic and I match. Had Chad Gable, Bronson Reed, and I the and of course the main event. See, I see. I don't, this is where I have to stop doing, I stop uh, like a uh, cop cutting and pasting notes because I forgot to edit them, but. You have to what? I have to edit them, my notes, like those, the way I have it, I have those sticky notes, so like uh, on, yeah. on, on a whiteboard, so, right. and I have the high points and low points and side notes. So Very um, good. Low points, I have Tommaso Ciampa, Giovanni Vinci, and Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio because that was such a, I, I was like, I was sitting there watching, the match was about to start, and then before you know it, it's over. It's like, that was a short match. I thought they were going to... Yeah, before you knew it, it was over. And I, it's thought like... they, I thought they were going to give it more time. I'm like, that was a short match, so for that, I have to give yeah. that a low point. I mean, that match really didn't do anything for anybody, and if I think if Dominic Mysterio wasn't holding the North American championship yeah. or any championship for that matter, um, I wouldn't have had much of a problem with it, but and with so- it being how it turned out, under the, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, and uh, the last two points, Chelsea Green, Shayna Baszler, and um, Becky Lynch and Natalia because what Natalia is a heel again. <laughs> what? I, you know, it's like it's like I said last night. It's like who has more overall heel turns, Big Show or Natalia? Jesus Christ. Um, so I had a lot of the same. I would, um, I would add uh, Ricochet and Shinsuke as a high point, mm-hmm. and then um, I would also. I don't know if you had Chad Gable versus Bronson Reed, but yeah, I would I, also. I, I mentioned that one. Okay, um, and. Uh, that's all I had for high points. Now, 
low po low points, folks. Um, I just I don't get Piper Niven and and the whole Chelsea Green thing. I don't. Yeah. It just the tag team doesn't work for me. Um, and also, um, and also, I would be remiss. Even though I gave this a high point, I have to, I have to say the whole Tommaso Ciampa thing with um, the Alpha Academy thing—that's just been weird. I don't know. Yeah. But um, Kofi Kingston and Ivar absolutely killed it. Um, and the other thing about Tommaso Ciampa and Giovanni Vinci, I really don't like the the direction this is going because I have a feeling that Giovanni Vinci is going to get kicked out of Imperium. And to break up that stable right now, I think is a is a grave mistake. And, and, and like Imperium is a three man team. Like who are you going to bring in if you kick him out? Who are you going to bring in? I know, seriously. So it, it it's just a. It's just a really uh, random thing to be considering, in my opinion. So that's all I had for um, high points. And, and well, actually, low points. Did I mention low points? Yeah, you just uh, mentioned uh, the Chelsea Green Piper Niven. Oh, yeah. And Cody Rhodes and Dominic yeah, yeah, Mysterio. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned them. Yeah, I got you. Um, so that ends our. Um, WWE Raw review, and I think we're going to have to hop into commercial before we jump into NXT. I think I talked too much about Wrestle Dream. I was just very frustrated. Well, and that's you, not even our official preview show. Well, actually, Ben, I, that, that works for me because we have we all, we had that ridiculous 100-man battle royal on the last show. So from there, I said I split these 100 names into four blocks and we're going to have a 100 man tournament with the winner of block A facing the winner of block B, the winner of block C facing the winner of block D. And this is going to go over several episodes. So we're not going to do everything tonight. We're just going to set up the main matches for each block. And very good. I'm going to set up the matches for block C and D. And then, Ben, you're going to put your Booker hat on. Oh, very good. I love wearing my Booker hat. I'm better at it than the people. Oh, tr <laughs> oh tr trust me. Uh, the, the, the randomizer. But, um, the randomizer I'm sorry, booked, go ahead. The randomizer booked uh, this tournament better than it did the Battle Royale. Well, that's good because that, that, that turned out to be some random shit. So, anyway, um, we'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned. Okay, we are back and we just finished up our road review of Monday Night Raw. Now we're going to move on to NXT. So Very good. See. And what do you have for high points? And, and this is a rare occasion where I, I'm sorry, yes, our regular format is in place. And um, this is a rare occasion, folks, because I am taking the uh, NXT review. What's going on here but i did i did choose to do this so it's absolutely fine um so high high point 
Up first was um, Butch versus Tyler Bate. As much as I really don't like this Global Heritage Cup uh, or Global Heritage Invitational match, excuse me. Um, you know, I just or what? Did I, hold on. As, no, you're as right. You're right. You're right. No, you're good. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So, um. I don't like the brackets that they have set up for this. I don't like how this is shaping up because it's like tied at four and then Akira Tozawa has zero. And especially the second match, which led into a triple threat, which that was just weird. Which, you know, I just, I don't understand what what they got going on here. I really don't. I'm trying. Um, and, and yes, I'm glad you brought up the uh, triple threat match because I'm going to get to that when we get to the low points. Um, spoiler alert, folks. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, the first one was definitely a high point. Uh, you, you know, you can't complain about Butch or Tyler Bate. And the fact that he... I mean, I wish he wasn't known as Butch. His name is Pete Dunn, but still, I much prefer him in this role because otherwise, when he's part of the Brawling Brutes, it's just they come across like a, um, you know, like a jobber tag team. I'm talking about about Butch and um, Rich Howland. That yeah. was the only time they're they're presented as serious is when Seamus is with them. Yeah. That's it. Um, but the actual match was very, very good. If you haven't seen it, I do. Um, I, um, and then the next, um, the next high point I had, let me just keep scrolling. Uh, certainly not the, uh, Triple threat match because I already gave you the um, the spoiler on the low point, but I will I will give Becky Lynch versus Tiffany Stratton and Kiana James a high point. I thought that was a pretty um, solid main event. Um, low points, you know, um, this aforementioned triple threat match started out earlier in the evening as just a, another um, just another um, Heritage Cup tournament match or invitational match with Duke Hudson and Joe Coffey. And it was just like, it was less than four minutes, folks. And you already know what I'm about to say. You know, how the fuck am I supposed to take anything seriously, especially in a tournament format, especially, uh, you know, when it's less than five minutes, let alone four. I mean, Jesus Christ. And then especially, what was the point of it, when later in the evening, you're just going to have the same two guys involved in a, in a triple threat match that is also an NXT Global Heritage Invitational match. Yep. It's just, <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> and you know Ben's well, serious when his voice cracks. 
You know, you know Ben just, his voice uh, cracks. I know. It's just... I I I know you're you're exactly right because that is how hard I'm working to try to make this bullshit make sense. I'm so in my own head I forget to make my voice sound like you know it usually sounds. <laughs> my God, you know not to not to say the actual match wasn't decent enough. Mm-hmm. You know I'm not saying that at all, but it's just like the concept going into it is like what the fuck. And then, um, and then the final low point, and I really, um, I really don't like doing this because going into uh, this week's NXT, I was really excited about this match, but Carmelo Hayes and Dominic Mysterio just wasn't clicking on yeah. Tuesday night, so that um, that gets a low point for me. Um, what did you what? Um, high points or low points? Oh, yeah, so add or I basically had the same as you for high points and low points, but I have to ask you a question. We've all heard of him, yeah. talk, right? He has a Scottish accent, right? Yes. Now, yeah. this part creeped me out because before the Tyler Bate uh, Butch match, they introduced Noam Dart, and I swear it, he sounded like a different person. Because it wasn't his voice. Like, was it just me or did you notice that as well? Yeah. This what, whole. What was up with that? That wasn't his voice. You know, I'm, I'm smoking a pretzel cigar to suppress any squeaking. Um, but it's just, um, I'm, I'm literally, I have a pretzel stick in my hand. Sorry. I'm trying not to chew while I'm talking. But, um, but it's just, this is so asinine. You know, you were exactly right when you when you uh, nicknamed him Tiny Tim. But, 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 but let me ask you, is it just me or did you notice that as well, that his voice... Uh, oh, I, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, it's, like, it's so that, stupid. That, I was like, it sounds, it just sounds creepy. I had to turn my head and look at the TV. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that is not no Amdar's usual voice. Like, and this whole this whole thing with the metaphor just isn't clicking with me. Oh, it's like it's ridiculous. The name is ridiculous. The people in it it's are ridiculous. the most random. Mm-hmm. No, I said the people Absolutely. are ridiculous. Uh, Oral Mensa is good. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was in NXT UK. He uh, he used. To, before they changed the name, he was Oliver Carter. Yeah. So, and that didn't he rename him. It's Mexico. just ridiculous. And yeah, this whole metaphor thing's not working, but that's all well, I have. What the me. fuck is Oro Mensa? Explain that to me. Oro, is that, is I'm that... guessing, is uh, gold. I know in, it, in mm-hmm. Italian, gold is Oro. Mensa, Mensa, no Mensa sounds like a fucking vaccination or something. <laughs> so that's all I have for high point, low points. Yeah, me too, bro. So we're gonna move on to dynamite, and oh boy, I I really thought this would be a, somewhat a good episode, but mm, not so much. Outside outside of the main event. Uh, it it really wasn't. Well, no, I um. I, okay, so let's get into high points. Do you want to go first? Yes, absolutely. All right. Um, 
So, so I'll give the first match a high point, even though, even though I'm really starting to sour on the whole Eddie Kingston thing because of his chops and it's just they dominate the whole match and it's just like you know I'm happy for him from a human perspective. It's just partially, you know, it's just the chops just turned me off so much. It's like you know. Eh. Especially when he had Claudio in the corner and you couldn't see, like, his hand. He wasn't even, like, hiding that the chops, uh, he wasn't even hiding those chops. You could see the, how bad they looked. Yeah, I mean, that's not how you chop. No, it's like he's, like, he's just, it's like he's just slapping Claudio. It's like, that's not a chop. What are you doing? It's just all he's doing, folks, and unfortunately you can't. You can't really see what I'm doing, but the it's the equivalent of just banging your hand on someone's chest. Like <laughs> that's all he was doing. He looked terrible. Like, what are you doing? It's, am I wrong? I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's not like Ric Flair would be dying right now. I mean, I mean, I gave it a high point, but like, yeah, no, I, it, it was more for Claudio because Eddie Kingston is just bad. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, um, my other, my other low point was, um. Low point or high point? Oh, high point, I'm sorry. God damn, did I say low point? Fuck. Yeah. that but um, Chris Jericho versus Sammy Guevara, mm, okay. largely because of the, the callbacks to WrestleMania 19 with Shawn Michaels and Chris Jericho. Oh, okay. Um, and how they did the uh, the screwing of Chris Jericho at the end, which perfectly um mirrored how he screwed. Shawn Michaels at the end of the match when they went for the hug and oh, it was low blowed. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Like that's ex- that's the like the facial expression that Sammy had was the exact same, or that uh, Jericho had was the exact same that Michaels had. You know, and um, I th- I thought it was really really good. Um, and then I'll also give M- Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And Samoa Joe, a high point. Mm-hmm. It's not that the matches were bad, folks. It's it's not that at all. It's just the low points are so bad. It's like, it's like wow. They're like, how you are know? you supposed to give this uh, show a, a good grade when the like when uh you have all these low points that should be high points. Like, for instance, right, my first low point. Um. Was uh, I'm sorry. My first low point was Soraya and Tony Storm. Oh. Okay. Let me with, with let me shoe? run this down. Yes, with the shoe <laughs> and the kiss and the spray paint. Oh my god. And it's just like Stop. how much stupid gimmick shit could you possibly do? And you know what? You know what the thing is. Tony Storm didn't even get released. She just like decided to go home on her own. Yeah, um, and then you yeah, then I, jump to AEW for this. Uh, yeah, it's really bad. Um, I mean, really bad. And then, um, 
I, somebody really needs to help me with one particular aspect of of this Grand Slam edition of Dynamite. So Ray Phoenix defeats John Moxley with a black fire driver. Two of them, to be precise. Um, and you know there there is um conflicting reports as to where exactly he um talking about John Moxley suffered the concussion. Uh, you know there are several who believe that he suffered it on the second pile driver, right? Okay. And I can I can definitely understand that because I went back and I I, I rewatched several um, sequences in that match to try to catch me where he got it. Um, I personally think he got it on the first dive off the stage by um, Ray Phoenix because the way the way that Ray landed on his head on John's head. And just the way that hit that Moxley's eyes were uh, glazed over, and even commentary said, you know, his eyes don't look right, and it didn't sound like, you know, something the a typical, you know, an announcer would say, like just trying to put over a move or a match. You know what I mean? Like he was literally like, wait a minute, John doesn't look right. Yeah. Um. So, and and. I have to point out the refs on this particular occasion or whoever the the agent was or even Tony Khan because somebody has got to tell, you know, the ref, count to fucking three. I don't care what the whole plan was for the end of that match. Like, when you see that, that John Moxley is clearly fucked up, you know, because we, because, you know, you and I both saw that he did not move a muscle on that first, what should have been three count after that first finisher by Phoenix. Um, you know, and, and to, to have Phoenix do the move again and then count the three to cover up your, you know, fuck up. I understand that, 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 um, you know, Bryce Rensburg was probably, you know, trying to call an audible because he he didn't he expected uh you know Mox to kick out and he didn't, and that wasn't the end of the match and stuff like that. Like on the fly, I can understand why things like that might happen from time to time. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like every single week there's a problem with the fucking refs. Right. Like I and in a situation like this, where it's clear like, what are you doing? You know, like that bothers me. So, you know, the good part, the good parts were extremely good and the bad parts were like, oh my God. You know? So, I mean, I stand by what I said on uh, POV last night. I gave this show a C minus because of the of the fuck up. See, there was even a fuck up in in the match that I called a high point: Chris Jericho versus Sammy Guevara. 
with with Sammy Guevara's dropkick. Well, hold on. I was you know, seeing uh, Jer- another one. Um, how about that that one spot where Jericho is coming off the rope and he trips and he lands uh, against the uh, other ropes on the other side? Um, I don't think I saw that one. I'd have to go back and take a look yeah, at it, but I back. wouldn't be surprised. I, mean, like, I think uh, Sammy, I I whipped him into the ropes. Then like he ducked, but then like it looks like he lost his footing because he tripped against the opposite side of the ring. Oh boy! So I was like, wait a minute, what? What? How do you mess up an Irish whip like that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Especially someone like Jericho. Right. But you know, stuff like that could happen. But it's like when mistake after mistake is piling up on the same night. Yeah. That's when it becomes a problem. We're not talking about the individual spots. I mean, I do blame something was very, very strongly mishandled with the Mosley situation. Mm-hmm. But um, the rest of the stuff could happen on any night, but like it's just the combination of having all of it on one show really took it down from where it should have been. Yeah. So that's all I had for um, Dynamite's edition of Grand Slam Night One. So I, I had the same as you. Uh, I'm going to add one more. And I'm going to add that Lewis Skolnick Revenge uh, Nerds wearing glass wearing clown that, that was in the hospital bed. My God. Laying there, Adam, I can't see you. <laughs> Meanwhile, his eyes are wide <laughs> open. Did you catch that? I'm like, just stop. What are you doing? Yeah, it's bad. Some of these statements have been really fun between MJF and Adam Cole, but that one was not one of them. And, well, no, I'm talking about that. I was Adam Cole and Roger, I mean, Adam Cole and Roger Trump, but even the one with Adam Cole and MJF uh, when they were arriving at the arena and uh, Roderick Strong's calling Adam Cole, it's like, and Adam's like, you're not dying, you're not gonna die. Oh my god. I'm like, can we stop? <laughs> like, don't do that. I just, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So those are the high points and low points I have for Dynamite. Yes, sir. So now on to SmackDown. Let's do it. And I, so, I, can't, I, can't, I can't believe that they had like a total of three matches on this show. Yeah, it was very skimpy. Yeah. So, of course, we have, you know, John, John Cena, Kicking off the evening with an in-ring promo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first uh, match of the night was LWO versus the Street Profits. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to give this a high point, but the ending kind of fucked it up for me because, like, I'm really confused. Hasn't it been firmly established that the Street Profits are now heels because they've aligned themselves with Bobby Lashley and several weeks were spent establishing that with promos before they even you know did anything you know and now and now when when Bobby 
you know, hits a uh, like a Yarnagi chokeslam kind of move on Ray behind the um behind the referee's back on the apron and kind of hand delivers him to uh, Angelo Dawkins to deliver the pin. Mm-hmm. You know, Dawkins is looking at him like a, a, a deer caught in the headlights. Right. And um and Lashley's like, what the fuck are you doing? Um Yeah, I was... but I'm asking myself, you know, WWE creative wise, what the fuck are you doing? Because this certainly doesn't seem like, you know, the street profits are turning heel. So it's like, what are we doing? And then, you know, I have I have to give this a little point. Did you see the the um the video for for Alba Fire and um, oh yeah and Isla Dawn Isla Dawn yeah what the like, fuck is what? that what's going on we don't we don't need witchcraft on SmackDown we already had that with um, Alexa Bliss and Shayna Baszler and Lily on <laughs> a, a birthday of mine several years back and it damn near ruined my birthday it was like what oh, the no. fuck am I you know, I mean, how is Shayna Baszler supposed to be scared of a fucking doll? But anyway, <laughs> well, Ben, hold on, the... hold on, hold on. To be fair, uh, there was this creepy doll in my uh, house that uh, my uh, mom had for like uh, one of our neighbors, and like the doll just had white eyes, no pupils, and it was sitting on the chair in the in the living room, and it would scare the crap out of me. I'm like, and even my my <laughs> cat would sit on the coffee table. And they would look at the doll, and they would look at me. I'm like, look, ma, even this cat's scared of the doll. <laughs> well, I don't blame that cat one eye <laughs> over Because I look at the cat, I'm like, are you afraid of the doll? The cat starts to meow. <laughs> I, I just, well, like I said, I don't blame the cat, but Jesus Christ. What are we, what are we doing here, folks? Um, but, um, but you know, high points, uh, definitely, um, definitely EO Sky and Asuka. But even though the match itself was a high point, and it's gonna sound like I'm ragging on her again, and I'm really not. But I've developed kind of a reputation, I feel like, on this show as in regard to Charlotte Flair. Uh oh. I have always said, and Leo can back me up on this one, I've always said, I think in-ring-wise, Charlotte Flair is a fantastic wrestler. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've always said that. Yep. Okay, so that, that's been a but, but why does she have to be involved with everything involving the title? This match has nothing whatsoever to do with Charlotte Flair. This match was fucking amazing. You know, I would have argued that I would have put it in the main event. You know, when she came Uh, out and like, oh no, why why, why is Charlotte Flair out here? This has nothing to do with her. This is uh, Asuka and Io Sky. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but but like I said, for that very reason, I would have put Io and Asuka in the main event over Grayson Waller and Austin Theory defeating the Brawling Brutes, which which to me is another low point. And I like the tag team of Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. 
um, you know, did not deserve the and EO. But it's just like, God, here comes Charlotte Flair. Where's yeah. Tony Storm's shoe? That's more entertaining than a Charlotte Flair walkout here. Give me the shoe. Give me the white towel. I you know, I I give up. You know, <laughs> and just go make her come out here on my screen when she's not needed. Right. Good God. It you know, it just it annoys the living shit out of me. And, and, you know, I acknowledge that that's like, that's unfair to Charlotte because she really, she really is that good from an in-ring perspective. I mean, her promos leave much to be desired in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And her outfits are very interesting to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, did you see her outfit on SmackDown? What? The, I mean, she's a beautiful woman. Don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to go after Charlotte Flair in a kind of way. Not, not at all. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, what the fuck was she wearing? She looked like she looked like Becky Lynch cutting a promo about the Shire. <laughs> yeah, right. We already all, had the again off last week. Was, all that was missing was some fucking glasses. You know? Um, so that's my high points and low points for um, for uh, uh, SmackDown. The other, no- the other, yeah, that's what I said. The other, um, the other notable thing here was that the bloodline took out AJ Styles. So now we don't know who Cena's opponent's going to be against the bloodline at Fastlane. Honestly, folks, I forgot about Fastlane. You know, I, I confess that I'm actually surprised that I forgot about it because Clay, our co-host on Wrestling POV, is from Indianapolis and he's going to Fastlane because there's been zero fucking build, motherfucker. You know, it's just, god damn. How hard is it? I just, you know, I, I think you know anyway, match, right? Yeah, that's that's how pathetic this is. Fast Lane is taking place on October seventh, and they have one match. Wow, a grand total of one match, <laughs> and the and the excuse that I read online, which which in all fairness, may, may bear some significant weight here. But honestly, you're a professional wrestling company, the biggest one in the world, and this is what you do. But the excuse that they gave was, oh, it's been a busy month with the merger and and the releases and all this other stuff. Yes, I acknowledge that's true. But if you're too busy to put on a decent pay-per-view, guess what, folks? You shouldn't put it on the air, and the air. And Am I being an asshole? Wait, it, it's on October seventh. Yeah, okay. yeah. Just have no mercy, which is on October thirtieth. That that was that was it. It's like, just you know. I mean, 
Elio and I and the rest of the professional podcasters in this realm have enough shit to talk about. All right. You know, it's just, good God. All right, that's it. <laughs> what did you have to add? No, that, that was it. You, you have, uh, you covered everything that I have on my high point, low points for SmackDown. So I guess, I, I guess that's it for the week in wrestling. And perfect yeah. because right. we, we just got the warning <laughs> about commercial. Oh, very good. Perfect timing. Well, folks, ladies and gentlemen, it's not very hard for one person to cover everything. I played the low points. Guess how many managers SmackDown had? <laughs> Three. Yay. Hey, Hooray. Right. I mean, like, I saw that like wait, this is for real three matches in in a two hour show. What? All right, and uh, we'll be right back with some fun stuff plus wrestling roulette. Stay tuned for that. We'll be right back. All right, we're back with our resident Booker, the original Mister Pierce, and Ben. Before we get into the tournament, we're gonna have a murder mystery here. Yes, I have all of my accoutrements uh, ready to take take charge of the investigation. So, but momentarily, I'm gonna just uh, we're, I'm just gonna pause this quick because we're gonna I'm gonna rhyme off the like uh, the main uh, points, like okay. who who got murdered, who found the body, etc. So, we'll be right back, fans. All right, Ben, here we go. So, you know the drill. One, two, and stop. Ready? Yep. And yep. go. Stop. Oh. Kofi Kingston got murdered. Oh, boy. Hang on, let me write that down. So, Kofi. Okay. All right. Now... The next one is who found the body, right? Correct. And go. Stop. Rhea Ripley found the body. <laughs> okay. All right, what's next? Lead detective. Who is a lead detective? And go. Stop. Seth Rollins. Oh, God. All right. Okay. Okay, next is the suspects, right? Yep. All right, and go. Stop. Wait, this one goes a little fast, so do a one second instead of two, okay? All right. Like one stop, okay, go. Stop. Oh. Okay, Trish Stratus is uh, the, the first suspect. Okay. All right. Suspect number two. Go. Stop. Ronda Rousey is suspect number two. Okay. All right. Suspect number three and go. Stop. Beth Phoenix is the third suspect. 
Oh, so, so Kofi is not popular with the ladies, huh? I guess not. Okay, what's next? So, uh, next up is who went to jail? All right, who went to jail? And go. Stop. Oh, Lita went to jail. Okay. So, next up is we got... Wait a minute, this might be a duplicate. We got the killer, and then who did it? So one of these got to get crossed out. Yeah, so. no, no, yeah, that's it's the same. Like, the, who's the killer? Because I thought there was going to be a snitch or an alibi in this one, but there is not. It's just straight okay. to the killer. Okay, and go. Stop. Oh, um, Trish Stratus. Oh, well, that actually fits. I think that's the first time in this game where somebody that was a suspect actually killed. Okay, so Ben, what do we have? Very good. No, what do we have? <laughs> Go ahead. What do we have? Really oh. All, all. Oh, I'm sorry. You cut out again. Um, so, Kofi Kingston got murdered. Mm -hmm. Rhea Ripley found the body. Seth Rollins was the lead detective. He compiled the suspect list as follows. Suspect number one was Trish Stratus. Suspect number two was Ronda Rousey. We already know she was guilty of, of killing her career. Uh, and suspect number three was Beth Phoenix. The killer was Trish Stratus. But Lita went to jail, so somebody took a bullet for her bestie. All right. Wow. Badge, you, you can't write, you can't make this stuff up. Yes. All right, Ben, are you ready for the tournament? Yes, sir. Now, the way we're going to work this, I have block A, block B, block C, and block D. Now, we can do one block every show, or we can do all the, we can do all the first round blocks uh, on this one. Let's do the first. Let's do the first round block. So, so we'll do the first round block, and then we'll wrap things up with wrestling roulette. Okay. All right. So this first round, I'm telling you, the randomizer books tournaments better than does battle royals because here we go for the left brackets. Your first match is Kurt Angle versus Sting. Oh, that is physically painful. Um. Kurt Angle. Alright, Kurt Angle, alright. By the way, if you guys haven't seen it yet, I checked out a large portion of it last night. You gotta check out his interview with Joe Rogan on uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. That was very well done. Oh, cool. So is, is, it, is it three hours, like like we were saying? It, it's, two, it's two and a half. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Next match. Luthez versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, Stone Cold. Okay. And and you know, and that's an interesting match because Stone Cold. What's one of the moves Stone Cold's famous for? The Thez uh, press. press. Yep. Luthez. Exactly. All right. Next match, we have Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. Shawn Michaels. Okay. 
And then we have Bret Hart versus Randy Savage. This match actually took place in November of 1987 on Saturday Night's main event. Uh, Bret Hart. Okay. Did Bret win that match or was it Randy? You know what? I I have to go back and watch him. I, I want to see Randy Savage because he that was a, a month after they formed him and Hulk Hogan formed the Mega Powers. So I, I believe Savage won that one because they were pushing him right after that. Okay. And he he was uh, he was on a uh, no no Hogan was the champion but like uh, he was like he had just turned face uh, in uh, that October. All right, next we have Ultimate Warrior versus Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler. Okay. And Hulk Hogan versus Triple H. Triple H, oh my god. Not even close. All right. Now we're going to move on to the right brackets. To the right bracket. So first match there. Ricky Steamboat versus Harley Race. Um, oh my god. <laughs> um, well... This might be controversial, but I popped for the heels. And Harley was a legit badass, so I gotta go with Harley. Alright, so we go with Harley Race, okay. And we have The Rock versus Terry Funk. Terry Funk. Alright. And I'm not just saying that because he recently passed away. Alright, next we have we have a rematch from King of the Ring 98. Mick Foley versus The Undertaker. Uh, The Undertaker. Okay. And Kurt Hennig versus Bruno, Bruno San Martino. Um, I'm, so, I'm sorry, who versus Bruno? Kurt Hennig versus Bruno San Martino. Gotta go with Bruno. Okay. All right. Then we have superstar Billy Graham versus Roddy Piper. Oh my God, Roddy Piper. Okay, and the last match in on the right, in the right bracket, Dusty Rhodes versus Vern Gagne. Uh, Dusty Rhodes. All right. All right, so next week, so next episode, we're, we will do the uh, block B. However, what, uh, we will not be doing the next brackets until we finish all the blocks, all the okay. first round blocks. But here are your matches for the next round in block A. Kurt Angle versus Steve Austin. Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. Jerry Lawler versus Triple H with the winner of that match facing Andre the Giant. Okay, cool. And on the right side, we have Harley Race versus Terry Funk. Undertaker versus... Oh my Dr. god, Santino, that's massive. And Roddy Piper versus Dusty Rhodes. That's gonna be massive. 
<laughs> I told you this 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 tournament's gonna be uh, like one of those like you don't even know who's gonna win, but these matches are wild. Yeah, I know. So that uh that wraps up on this um Oh my block god. A. Block B, like I said, will take place on the next episode. And we'll be back shortly with Wrestling Roulette. Very good. Okay, it is time for Wrestling Roulette, Ben's favorite segment. Well, one of his favorite segments, because I believe booking these tournaments has become one of his, another one of his favorite segments. Absolutely. No argument there whatsoever. So, the way this works, play 21 tracks, uh, 10 seconds, and Ben has to guess which wrestler that theme belongs to. Ben, are you ready for your first one? Absolutely. Well, first of all, let me just open up uh, the tally count so I can keep track of the of the songs as well as the scores. You're allowed. So here we go with your first one. You're allowed. see Bo Dallas the inspirational one no it's not that is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat oh that doesn't start out like his other one yeah I would have never got that this is his uh the first one that he used to use back in the 80s I'm gonna play a little more of it Okay, very good. All right, number two, here we go. Need help. See, I knew this would happen. All right, we'll be right back. All right, track two, here we go, man. God. I'm probably going to kick myself, but I don't know. That is Ryback. Well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you should be proud that you got that one. You didn't get that one. All right. Here we go. Number three. Well, not, not anymore, Emma. Bye-bye. Yeah, well, it's Neil Dashwood, but yeah, Emma, I'm gonna, I'll give that to you. Here we go. Number four. I have no idea. That is Austin Theory. Who cares? That song sucks. That is a terrible song. I, when I, for some reason, I'm like, uh, I don't like this. Something about the song is just weird. I know. I number, agree. Number five. Here we go. Uh, 
no idea. That is Jinder Mahal. Guess what, folks? I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, number six. <laughs> Let me take a stab at that. I really, this is really a shot in the dark. Damage control? Damage control. Okay, did I see that as number five? Uh, yeah. Or six. I think I said five, right? Oh, six. Okay, six. I, no, you said six. Okay. okay. You go number seven. That is Bill DeMott. Guess what? I don't care. Precisely. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight. Karma. Karma. Uh, you are on the board with, uh, wait, you have two or one? I have two. Okay, so you're on the board. Now, yeah, you're, okay, you're up to three. Here we go, number nine. Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon. Yes. I spoke as if I had a list, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Santino Morella. Santino Morella. I just have to I just have to do that when that song comes on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Eleven. Sounds like Jack Right? I was just about to say it. That sounds like Party Man from the Batman soundtrack. When he broke up, I have no idea. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. So you have... Okay, so you don't know this one? No. Okay, so this one is DJ Gabriel and Alicia Fox. What the fuck? That was, I believe, is uh, holy. When, fuck. I believe when uh, the when the she was in on in part of the ECW WWE one. When he yeah. was there to manage. Oh God! Them. Well, I I now have I now have the the name for this podcast. Well, what's this? And it kind of fits considering what we were discussing earlier. Okay. Holy random Batman. Okay, we can do that. All right, here's number 12. And this is our first time. Ladies and gents, I am in desperate need of a comeback because I have no clue. 
That is Tiffany Stratton. The fuck? I'm sorry, <laughs> Tiffany. That was the first time please, we've had that on our show. Please don't ban me from Team Tiffany. After all, you are the <laughs> Team Yummy. All right, 13, here we go. Diesel. Diesel. All right, you were on the board with six. Can you uh, replay that? That is um, AJ Styles, I think. Yes, AJ Styles. All right, 15. I think we can do this in, in 10 minutes. Here we go. I really don't know. That is Elias. Who? Elias. Well, bye-bye, Elias. Mm -hmm. To a ta Take Elrod with you. <laughs> All right, here we go with number uh, 16. Okay. The Rock. The Rock. All right. Number 17. The unit. Say again? With Ken Shamrock. I'm guessing the unit. Yeah, well, the union, yeah. Or the, yeah, yes. Obviously, I didn't mean to say the unit, but yeah, the yeah, union. Yeah, no, I, I got you, I got you. All right, 18. Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger, and that is an awful theme. I mean, Age Against the Machine. You rip off Rage Against the Machine's name. Yes. As a, as a matter of fact, I was just listening to Rage Against the Machine um, during the last commercial break. Cool. Which one? This was Killing in the, in the Name. I love that song. I know 19. Here we go. Tell you. DX is gonna kick your ass right now. Tell us what to do. Yeah. You think you can tell us what to win? <laughs> DX. DX. All right, number 
This is the shot in the dark, Matt Stryker. No, it is not. That is Brutus Beefcake. Oh, I couldn't give two shits. All right, nice and I don't, and I'm I'm not just saying that because I'm missing some of these. Like literally, when I, whenever I say that, it's like I don't care at all about that performer. Uh, okay, here we go. Last one. Are you ready? Is her. Jesus Christ, no wonder the title of this episode is going to be Holy Random Batman, because I have no fucking idea. <laughs> that is Sean O'Hare and Mark Chindrak's WCW theme. Oh, God. All so right. random. So you're, uh, you're at 11. Well, that's not bad. Now, let's see what the next one would have been. Are you ready for the next one? Here we go. Sure. I have no idea. First of all, is that not is that a horrible theme? Yes or no? That really is. That is Blair Davenport. Oh my God! That's <laughs> awful. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> All right. So, Ben, what do you say we bring this show to a close? Yeah, okay. Very good. All right. Um, uh, there's something else, right? Nope. We're good. All right. So, that is it for episode 276 of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm Elio. He's Ben. We will be back on Tuesday with our Wrestle Dream predictions. So Ben, sing it to the Yep, fans. with the Russell Dream. Good night, people. Welcome to the greatest love you, when you hate us. Welcome to the greatest love you, when you hate us.